Start asking the questions and understanding what it is you want. Hey everyone, Emily Abadi here. You are listening to episode 240 of Hurdle, a wellness-focused podcast where I connect with everyone from your favorite athletes to top experts and industry CEOs about their highest highs, toughest moments, and everything in between. We all go through hurdles in life, and my goal through these discussions is to empower you to better navigate yours and move with intention so that you can stride towards your own big potential. And of course, have some fun along the way. For today's episode, I am chatting with Sammy Clark. She is the creator of Form, an app that boasts all aspects of physical, mental, and nutritional wellness, started in August 2021 by Sammy and her team. Today, Forum has more than 20,000 active users, and in our episode, we are talking about how she did it. Sammy, originally from the Temecula region of California, has a undeniable passion for fitness and wellness that sparked her interest in being an entrepreneur, something that she never expected for herself. A dancer throughout childhood before moving to Los Angeles at 17 to pursue modeling, find Finding fitness completely transformed her life. She decided to pursue her passions, get certified in multiple modalities, and take things to the next level during the pandemic. All of us stuck inside, Sammy got creative, and that is where form began. Her positivity is contagious. I love her holistic point of view on wellness. And in today's episode, Sammy also gets vulnerable about the difficulties she's had over the last few years of building her business, how comparison seeps in and where her mind goes when that happens, how she manages to keep a positive mindset and wish even her biggest competitors well on her journey toward helping her girlies, as she calls them, live healthier, happier, more motivated lives. Sound familiar? Really enjoyed this conversation with Sammy and truly just so impressed by what she's built, co-founding this company with her best friend, Sammy Bernstein. I definitely was taking a few notes during our conversation, and I know it's one that you're going to love. Make sure you're following along with Hurdle over on social. It's at Hurdle Podcast. I am over at Emily Abadi. And if you have a second, click on over to the show notes and click the link to the weekly hurdle. It's a newsletter that comes out every Friday. I would love the opportunity to land in your inbox with the same motivation and inspiration you love from the show. With that, let's get to hurdling. Today, I am sitting down with Sammy Clark. She's the creator of Form. How are you doing today, Sammy? Oh, I'm doing so good. Emily, how are you? I'm good. You have like a great energy to you right now. <laughs> oh, thank you. I honestly, you know, I, I had my morning routine. I had a good workout in. I feel like I'm just feeling the Friday feels. I feel like you like just kind of put down the runway for me to ask you about this now. So the morning routine, where does it begin for you? What time does it begin for you? Give us the info. 
So this year in 2023, I'm actually so focused on it starting in my night routine, which isn't usually how I started in 2022. And I think it's made such a difference. So for me, it really starts by preparing myself the night before to have the best setup for the morning. Um, So for me, the night routine is still having that whole wind down moment, but really like living in that Google Cal, seeing what I have the next day, feeling so prepared, so ready, all of my my laptop, my electronics are plugged in, like the office, the area is set up so that I can just like let my mind totally escape when I go to bed and wake up feeling super excited. Um, and then I end the night with breath work. So that's kind of like my little night routine to go into the morning. I feel like I need to mention that to set up and feel amazing when I wake up. Uh, when I wake up, I instantly have a lot of gratitude. I start with prayer. I talk to my gods and just say like, let's have the best day. What do you need from me today? And just like really set the tone. Um, I instantly do my skincare. I feel like it just wakes me up. So if it's even just eye patches and like an ice roller, it's like, I'm already in that self-care mode, which I think is just so precipitated for the rest of the day. And then I will, I have all my different beverages. So I do a lot of uh, gut health drinks. So I have these certain powders that I drink and aloe vera just to protect my gut and help my skin. Since I dealt with acne for so long, I prioritize it so much. And then I move into my breath work or meditation. This morning I did a Joe Dispenza meditation. I really let my body tell me what do I need today? Some days I need, you know, that energized breath work. And some days I need to like calm, chill and have a certain meditation. And sometimes it's a walk. So I really allow myself to tell me what I need that morning, uh, but taking five to 20 minutes to do so. Um, And then I will get my movement in. So for me right now, I'm really focusing on Pilates, which has been incredible. So kind of having that slower, but still incredible movement. Um, I move around 30 to 35 minutes. And with that, I do stretch and recovery just to really support my body even more. Um, And then I like shower and get ready and have that cup of coffee. And here I am. (laughs) (laughs) I love the the summary of wellness beverages. I literally was joking with a friend the other day. I said, my autobiography is going to be titled as many beverages as possible. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. I'm like, I also feel like for me, it's such a like doing rituals like that just also put me into such a like aura, like kind of you doing these, you know, supplements or powders, whatever drink beverages you're doing, your greens, your tea. I think it's just like letting yourself know you're choosing yourself, like right off the bat. When I'm doing that, I'm like, you're already saying we're going to have a good day because you're doing the things that will help me. So I encourage people to like, yeah, pick one beverage. I have four as well, like so many, (laughs) but pick one and let that be your like morning ritual that you've already chosen yourself. Yeah. And a couple of things to double click on right from the get go. The first thing that I want to double click on is someone may hear you say, I want to be really intentional with how I practice mindfulness in the mornings. You're giving yourself the opportunity to either do breath work, do meditation, or go for a walk. And someone might hear that and think, okay, that sounds like very freeing, but also like leaving that much up to choice doesn't work for me. What do you say to that person? 
I actually love that you brought that up because when I first started, I didn't really leave it up to choice. I actually needed that consistency and that 30 days of like, you're doing this no matter what kind of energy. I let myself have like a one day pass is what I would call it. So if I missed one day, I wasn't allowed to do two. And for me, that's what I needed in the beginning to start my wellness journey. I've obviously progressed um, to where I'm at now where I can have that choice because I've connected to my body so much. But when the beginning... I had no idea what I wanted or what was needed. So I picked something that resonated with me. So if someone was listening right now and was like, okay, I'm very interested in the breath work. Or I'm very interested in the walk. Whatever sounds like intriguing for you and can fit into your schedule, do that for 30 days is how I started. And then from there, I can ask myself, do I want to continue that or do I want to change and add something different? Yeah, yeah. And I think... What you're really getting into here is the beauty of being okay with changing the plan, right? Because you know what the ultimate goal is. Like the ultimate goal for you was to find some opportunity to get closer with yourself, to get closer and really be present in your body. And knowing that, knowing what the goal is, that then gave you the opportunity to kind of ebb and flow with what felt right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I really love to say this. I'm 28 now. And when I started my journey, I think I was around 23. And I think workouts were my first step into my wellness journey of like, this feels good. I really want to take care of myself. Um, and then after that slowly was a journaling routine. And I used to think that I didn't have an intuition. I couldn't hear myself when people would say like, just listen to yourself. I'd be like, Mine is so freaking quiet. I can't hear anything. And it would be frustrating and defeating. And I felt like something was wrong with me. And I think um, if anyone is listening and is like, I really want to have that conversation with myself, but I'm having a hard time hearing it or understanding what this means. I would say you already taking the action to do these little steps is getting you closer to that conversation with yourself. Um, so to continue doing those and leaning in and you will start to like see this beautiful conversation that your mind, heart and body just starts to have and you'll be able to be decisive, hear what your gut sounds like because it is also different for all of us. Um, and now I'm 28 and, and I can say I can hear it quite clearly, which is great. <laughs> You're like, there is an intuition. <laughs> it does exist. You know, you also in telling us about your morning routine beyond the beverages and all of the things that go along with it, there was a lot in there. How long would you say it took you to land on what feels like this sweet spot that you're in now? Oh, I would say a couple of years for sure. I would say I just changed it a lot. You know, I think I started slow. So, you know, I didn't go one to a hundred. I started with my movement. Like I mentioned from there, I started with a journaling routine that took five minutes. Um, from there, I felt like I could add a little bit more. So then it was meditation. And so I slowly added these things in, um, and then obviously if I actually wanted my dream morning routine, it could be like three hours long, which we don't have time for. So I really broke it down of like, what is actually serving me the most out of all these different habits I've tried. And I broke it down to fit into one hour. So that's, and that's like when I have that luxury of waking up at five 30, have that full hour. Um, I also have routines that I go to that are only 15 minutes. So, right. Like a, a plan B 
Yes. We all need a plan B. Yeah. Yes, totally. So you also told us that you started your journey with movement now being at the forefront of a major movement community, but of course, even more than that, Mm -hmm. knowing that, give us a little insight into how you got your start with movement. What did movement look like for you at the get-go? Yeah, the the get-go, it looked like a very physical, like I'm doing this to look good. And that's just in full transparency. That's how I started. I grew up in a family that was very health and wellness focused, which I'm so grateful for. And then when I left home to live in Los Angeles, it was this time where I got to decide what I wanted to take with me and what I was going to leave behind. Not intentionally, I left behind a lot of things just because I came to LA and just, you know, got excited. So the movement was the one thing I did do growing up. I was a dancer and I loved moving my body. So I started taking different workout classes, kind of feeling into what I liked. Again, it did start as this physical thing. I knew it. It helped my mental state. I felt better than others. I would say when I'm talking to them after a workout, there's just a high you get and the endorphins are running and I'm like, I'm feeling so good. But over time, I think that I saw there was a deeper purpose for it. So I really started to connect to just the beauty of my body actually being grateful that I was moving it, that I was protecting it, that I was... um, allowing it to feel its healthiest. I was like giving it more of um, what it can do and like pushing limits. So it was such a mental thing that I started to tap into and that slowly started to come through. And now I'm just like obsessed with learning different types of movements and challenging myself because I've seen the return mentally, physically, and spiritually. And when you say that you grew up in a really active household, really health conscious What was that like for you? Oh my gosh. It was honestly, my parents, I am so, so grateful for because I know, I feel like they really set me up here to just succeed in this area. But I had home cooked meals from my mom, which was amazing and definitely on the healthier side. But what I loved is we also had the balance of like going to McDonald's after dance class. So I feel like there was not, I never felt restricted. Like we weren't allowed to have soda in the house or like snacks that weren't the best. But I, for some reason, never really connected to that as restricting. I just, I felt good based on what she was giving me. So that's where I stayed um, in, I guess, in that place. Um, And then also it was discipline was like a huge thing. My dad taught us, you know, he was an entrepreneur himself and woke up really early, got his workout in and always said like, you know, when you look good, you feel good. And you could tell he felt good every time he put his suit on. And so I think I understood like being a dancer that, you know, it takes discipline and like, this is just how it goes to have the um, aftermath. So I think they taught me a lot about that, Um, which discipline I think I've taken now for you know, my whole life, which I'm so grateful for. Yeah. Upon moving to LA, you mentioned being kind of excited about the opportunity to define what wellness looked like for you, what you wanted to bring with you in this move. What would you say at first some of the habits were that you fell into that didn't serve you? Nutrition was probably the biggest one. Um, Even to this day, I'm not like one that loves to be in the kitchen. So I think that I had roommates that, you know, definitely weren't on the 
healthy route. And I think I fell into that. So I wasn't eating the best. I didn't really have an eating routine. Um, I kind of just eat really big meals whenever I felt like it or late at night. And there was just no, probably my belly was like, what are you doing to me is, is what was going on in there. So I think nutrition was really huge. I think sleep, I also didn't prioritize when I was younger. Um, I also think like actually having stillness and checking in with myself was something I didn't prioritize when I was younger. I look back and I think I lived in a lot of fight or flight mode and just was like very new to a city and uh, allowed the city to own me instead of me like owning myself in the city is how I would say it. <laughs> what did the city owning you look like? I think it looked like me saying yes to a lot of things that I actually didn't want to do. I'm in this moment now more than ever of like, if it's not an F yes, then it's a hell no. And I think back in the day, I allowed myself to kind of People pleasing is a huge thing I've worked through in therapy as well. So when I was younger, I think I just allowed myself to do what everyone else was doing and said yes to a lot of things that actually did not feel comfortable in my body. And when you were saying yes to all of these big random meals at all different times and not being on any sort of a schedule, how did that make your body feel? Lethargic. I remember like... um, just tired. I didn't have, but again, I, I, what I would think it's because of other things. I wouldn't really connect it to food, which is funny. I grew up in a home where we prioritized food, but that's where I said, I kind of let things go out the door. Um, I felt like I was lethargic, tired, my skin, I was breaking out, which I was a model back in the day. And that was really hard on me. Um, I feel like I was working out and I wanted these physical results and I wasn't seeing them because I wasn't matching it with the food as well. Um, and then clarity. I think that I just like was not clear, um, obviously, because I don't think I was like protecting my gut and taking care of my body through food. Was there one specific hurdle moment that made you realize that you needed to make a shift? I think meeting my fiance was a really big moment for me. He is an ex-athlete now. He was a hockey player and meeting him and kind of seeing him prioritize kind of like my dad did. He had such a routine. He was eating so properly to like fuel himself and feel good. And then he was working out. And I think it brought me back to my roots and reminded me like, okay, I actually thrive in routine. I thrive in feeling good. I thrive in taking care of myself. So I would say he was a huge part of it. And when you started to shift things up, Do you remember maybe the hardest part of that shift for you? So I guess I started my my wellness journey 22, 23, so maybe like 24. I met my fiance just right after that. So young 20s, still figuring it all out. But I think I was just trying to figure out what worked for me was probably the biggest hurdle because a lot of people, as we all do, even, you know, whoever's listening here, like, We are taking advice and watching so many different people go through their journey. And I think what I did is I kind of was taking bits and pieces from so many people that I didn't understand what actually was working for me or what was right for me. Uh, So I think that was like a big hurdle for me to go through was understanding what worked for me from trial and error, but maybe not doing 10 different trials at the same time to figure it out. And from Becky, Lucy, Megan, 
Jessica, you know, (laughs) every name ever. Yeah, no, I totally hear that. And I think that this is a pain point for so many individuals, especially women, is that you get to a point where you know you want to make a change, but you almost have like paralysis by analysis because you're looking at all of these options and you can't choose just one. And so because you're so inundated, you don't make a choice at all, which is why at least on my end, when someone messages me with a question along these lines of like, I don't know where to begin, it really does revolve around doing this personal inventory that you're speaking of and saying, okay, what is it that Emily wants? What feels good for Emily? And not just, I don't know, opening up your phone and being like, well, Sammy's doing this, so I should do this. Yes. I love that. It's such like a beautiful exercise and like a little check-in that makes such a difference. I even tell girls to, which I did this myself is write out the way that you want to feel. So like every emotion that comes to mind when you think of, you know, like you're saying, like my, my dream self, Emily, like, what does she feel like? What does she look like in a day? What is she doing in her days? Like how much time is she putting into working out? Like, what is your dream life look like of your wellness journey? Like write it out. And for me figuring out that, like going to the gym for an hour or two hours was not my jam because I also was starting a company and it just was not for me. So I knew right away, okay, I wanted something that was convenient for my life. Let me write that down. But I still wanted it to be insanely effective. Write that down. I would want, I want, so I, how I wanted to feel was energized, amazing, fulfilled, like all these things. Um, and that helped me to connect to who I needed to connect to. Right. So then I'm not going to Megan with the big booty who I want that big, butt, but she's spending two times or two hours in the gym. And I just said, I don't want to do that. So I'm not going to buy Megan's program. I'm going to go to Jessica, who seems really aligned with what I want for my wellness goals. Wouldn't it be so great, though, that if like there was some sort of like master search engine in our life that we could just be like, I want to feel like this right now. And I have this much time to get that way. And it would be like, this is exactly what you should do. Yeah, that'd be dreams. <laughs> oh, dreams. But of course, it doesn't work that way. And I I love that you even got as specific beyond like how you wanted to feel, knowing like where you wanted to be like, oh, I want to do this in my home or oh, I do actually love the way that I feel when I go to a gym or it actually really helps me when I'm surrounded by other people. And like, what does that look like? Can those people be virtual? Do they need to be IRL? Like there is no question that is too small to ask yourself so that you can get to where you want to be. That level of self-inquiry is critical. I mean, absolutely. And it's kind of crazy. Again, I am at fault of this, that I never asked myself those questions. You know, I, I kind of, I kind of was just reaching without, like you said, Emily, of taking that pause and being like, what do I want? What do I want to feel? What, yeah. What workouts do I even want to do? And then connecting to that, because I think where a lot of people can't be consistent anymore and they drop with their goals is they are doing things that aren't natural for them. And they haven't checked in with themselves that that's actually what they want. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so funny because I stand firmly in like where we are with this conversation, but I also remember when I started running, running is like something I adore now. I I have it in the routine. It's not the only thing that I do, but when I started running, I didn't like running. And so it's funny for me because I didn't enjoy running, but I remember that I enjoyed how running made me feel and I felt capable and noticing that and being conscious of that is what kept me going back to running. So So if you have an inkling, the best thing that you can do for yourself is at the very least, give yourself an opportunity to try and then 
revisit how you feel. If you realize that this thing that you're forcing yourself to do isn't bringing you any source of contentment, then maybe it's time to move on. I love that so much. I might need to take some tips from you because I just started running and I am someone that actually still hates running, even though I'm attempting it. But the reason that I decided to try it is because here was my new feelings. I want to do one workout outside because I want to be outside and I love the outdoors. I love nature. Um, I want to do something with a friend. So a way to like, or my partner, like a way to be with them. And for me, those two things that I wanted to feel, I picked running to like connect to. And like you're saying, I, I don't love it, but the feeling I feel afterwards and the feeling I feel when I'm talking to my friends and catching up and we're seeing the palm trees and blessed to live in Los Angeles, I see the beach. I'm like, this is what I asked for. You know, so I connected to those feelings and found actually a routine that matched it. Right. Oh, I love that. I love that. See, both of us really resistant to it at the beginning, but there are perks to it if you stick with it and you decide that it feels good for you and your body. So you also mentioned modeling back in your early 20s. Now, obviously not doing that in the same way. Tell me when your passion for spending time with yourself, moving your body, incorporating movement into your regular routine became you thinking, should I be doing this for other people too? Absolutely. Social media has everything to do with that. I was posting at the time my modeling photos almost as like my book. And when Instagram stories came out, I started posting more personal things as everyone kind of did. And I started sharing the workout routines I was speaking of, the eating habits that I was leaning into, kind of all of these things that were making me feel the way that I felt. And I wanted to share it, but I wanted to share it from my own experience. And from there, I just had an influx of questions and girls just feeling so similar. And how did you get to where you were? And I was like, oh my gosh, I could talk about this all day. Like this is, this is something that I'm super passionate about. So from there, I kind of saw the ask for it and I wasn't too into modeling. It was a time where I think it was paying the bills, but wasn't my passion in life. And I took the initiative, got certified and decided to just take it all the way to social media. So I was posting on YouTube. I was doing free workouts on YouTube, free workouts on Instagram and just kind of sharing my knowledge for free, honestly, and just really getting knowledgeable on my side. And then it wasn't until COVID hit, obviously, a lot of people needed resources that were going to help them stay sane and feel good in their home. And I knew it was my time to step up again. I had that like gut punch and I was like, it's your time. They need you. So five times a week, I did Instagram lives. Um, Two out of those times, I had like guests come on like yourself and kind of just talk about their journey and um, how they're staying okay during this time. And from there, I just really saw this community grow and this ask for this place to bring what I have created into this one-stop shop. Um, And so in 2021, I released form and here we are. Something that I want to make sure that I point out is in that story, you made it a priority to say, and then I got certified. And I think that that is just so important, again, to 
to really make note of because there are going to be so many people in your feed when you go scrolling that may look great just like you, but haven't taken the time to make sure that the information that they're distributing is information that can keep their followers safe. And so mm-hmm. I genuinely, as uh, you know, a journalist who's constantly vetting experts, really have just this deep appreciation for the fact that that was something that was a priority for you. Yeah, thank you. I I honestly have incredible people around me that were like trainers that I worked with. Um, And I think that I knew how they were treating me and I wanted to treat my clients, my girls the exact same way of just taking care of them and understanding their bodies to the max. So I definitely wanted that to be a priority. Even in Pilates now that I just got certified, same thing, made sure to get that certification just to give the highest priority to everyone's bodies in these new forms of movement. You said that you decided that you were going to build this business, build form during the pandemic. As someone who grew up with an entrepreneur for a father, did you feel like you had that same tenacity? Did you feel excited by the idea of building a business? You know what's funny is I never knew that I had that in me. I think when you're doing what is right for you, you're kind of, I like to say like floating, like almost like you're just, someone's like holding your feet and somehow you're walking, but you don't really know how was the feeling that I was feeling because it almost was like, I just continued to do what felt right. And that led me to here, which is being an entrepreneur. And I look back at plenty of jobs that I had where they were not for me and they were not fulfilling and it was working for someone else. And there was just so many things to that, that I look back on. I didn't go to college. School was just something I couldn't really engage in either because again, I probably was not interested in a lot of the things I was learning. Um, sorry, isn't that just so crazy though? Side note, like I have gone to school in so many different ways towards, you know, as getting education and things I'm passionate about. But in school, I literally got the worst grades. I couldn't pay attention. <laughs> so it just shows like when you're passionate about something, you'll you'll listen and you'll want to learn. Sammy, this also shows that like, there's no one way, right? Like you learned that conventional education, like didn't really feel like it was serving you not to say that like conventional education is not worth your time. But for you, you then decided, okay, but this is where my passion is. So I'm going to focus on becoming the best I can at executing on this thing that I am so intrigued by. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I just continued to lean into. And I think about it, someone once told me um, when I was so lost, had no idea what I wanted to do. I truly could not figure out what my life purpose was, what my passions were. Again, I was good at things, but it wasn't anything that I wanted to dive my soul into. And they were like, what is one thing that you could do that if someone paid you $0, you still would continue doing it? And for me, it was just me living my life of the wellness routines that I was doing and the the way that I felt, that's what I was passionate about was sharing with other people. So again, I think I've just been so supported in my journey of continuing to lean into the things that felt right, which has now led me to an entrepreneur, which I am now like, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. (laughs) Talk to me about the things that at the beginning were just like comical that you told yourself you were going to figure out how to do. (laughs) 
Because I have some of these stories too. So I'm so curious what yours are. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think, um, I think I, I think I felt like I needed to know how to do everything um, instead of being like, I don't know. And let me ask other people who do know. I think that was something I learned really quickly is I, yeah, I felt like I needed to know it all, especially with starting your own business. I didn't ask enough questions. So I would be like trying to build a website on my own. I would be trying to like, I don't even know, edit YouTube on my own, which takes literally so long for someone who's never done it. Editing a YouTube video takes so long. And I think it was just like, me trying to do things that I was not supposed to be doing was a lot of what I did in the beginning of my journey of starting a business. Taking a break from today's episode to talk to you about my sponsors. First up, Bandit running. Now, if you've been with me for a while, you probably know that Bandit's one of my go-to brands for all of my running gear. Bandit was actually started by a friend of mine here in Brooklyn, and they seriously make some of the best running products that I own, period. But I am not here to talk to you about their products today. Instead, I am here to talk to you about something else. Bandit just announced their second year iteration of what they call the membership. Their annual program full of benefits, all geared toward passionate, goal-driven runners. For starters, the membership is mathematically designed to have you saving money after just your first or second order. So if you're going to shop with Bandit at least once or twice over the next 12 months online, or at any of their 20 different race pop-ups this year, it's essentially a no-brainer. With the membership, you get a two-pack of sick member-exclusive performance running socks and a $50 gift card to their store that never expires. You also get a standing 10% member discount and free shipping on every order. Plus, There's so much more, like a members-only store with limited edition products, early access to their drops, behind-the-scenes access via their Instagram close friends, priority customer service, and member meetups. We love community. (laughs) So head on over to banditrunning.com. That's B-A-N-D-I-T-R-U-N-N-I-N-G.com. Check out the membership and use code HURDLE20 for 20% off. Again, that code at banditrunning.com is HURDLE20 for 20% off today. Also, gotta give some love to my dear friends at Future. The question of the moment, what does it take to achieve your fitness goals? Well, competitive drive might fuel the fire, but going beyond your limits requires a roadmap and a trusted co-pilot. That is where Future comes in. It's a new way to get fully customized personal training that revolves around you. No matter what gets you moving, you'll find the guidance, motivation, and accountability to push beyond your comfort zone with Future. Future has all of the benefits of one-on-one personal training without the one-hour time limit and strict schedule. Whether you need tips for sleeping well the night before a race or nutrition advice after setting a deadlift PR, Your coach is ready to create a competitive edge wherever and whenever you're focused on fitness. And it all happens through the simple, easy to use Future app with the tools you need to plan workouts, measure progress, and celebrate milestones. I have been using Future for a minute now and I am hooked. I literally 
open the app four days a week and right there at my fingertips, customized programming, immediate access to my coach and everything I need to move my body right. Start your 30-day risk-free trial of Future today. Just head on over to tryfuture.com slash hurdle. That's T-R-Y-F-U-T-U-R-E dot com slash hurdle to get 30 days of future free today. Personal training made modern only on future. So when you realize that it could be beneficial for you to ask other people for help, a place that I can say that I've been in is knowing that, but then also maybe not wanting to spend on something like that. So how did you manage that aspect of it? That's so funny you said that because literally the other thought that came in my head was I I obviously, it's kind of like you get what you pay for. And I yeah. think I just tried to cut too many corners um, because I was started the business nervous of spending too much in a certain area, you know, you're, you're starting a business, you don't know what's going to come in. And I think I learned that quite quickly of you get what you pay for. So I was hiring people that were actually causing me more trouble and causing me more stress of having to just do it myself. So I think I really wrote down again, what, what are the things that I absolutely love doing and I can do in my sleep and I thrive in, and I'm like so good at What are the things that I absolutely despise, I'm not good at, I need to give off? And from there, I just prioritized what actually was going to get the business up and running. And for me, it was including someone to run operations. I am a creator. That's where I started was creating content and engaging with my audience and creating these workouts and solidifying my craft. And I needed to stay in that to be able to run this business. So I found someone that could actually run the back end instead of myself. Instead of yourself. And once you did that, how did it feel? empowering. It felt amazing. It felt like this is, this is right. It just felt so, so right. And from there, that's exactly what I've done from every person I've hired. It's always been intentional. Yeah. Yeah. So talk us through then what was like the beginning growth phases then of the business, a timeline perhaps. So when did form actually launch? Yes, it launched August 2021, August 1st, 2021. Being a year and a half in, when did you feel on that timeline that you were really picking up steam? I want to say like June is like really coming to mind for me, like this summer moment where I started to see our community talking to each other. That was so fascinating to me. And, and I think it skyrocketed the business as well was seeing our community, not just like show up for me and for form and like themselves, they were then supporting each other and like communicating with each other, which is something we really value now. And we have ways that we do that even more. But I think that was a huge, like, oh shit, 
this is, this is happening. <laughs> it's really working for us. That's so interesting that you say that because I think that some other people would have identified some sort of like growth number or like threw something like that into the mix. But for you to home in on this fact that like your community chatting with one another was what actually brought you so much joy. I think that's very indicative of like who you are at the epicenter of this business. Yeah, for me, I, I mean, I, since I started this, it's been community first. And I think that's where, why I've gotten to where I am and why the business is so just beautifully organic has blossomed because they are the voices here and like them communicating with each other is also making those voices louder. Now, how many active members does Form have? We have 20,000 members. Cash, just a casual 20,000 members. You know, that's interesting as well, because I was I was actually super intrigued to know what you were going to say when um, you said that, because 20,000 members of uh, the service versus 112,000 followers on Instagram. Can we talk about maybe the discrepancy there and like what that makes you think? You know, it's so funny. This this is something we talk about as a squad quite often. Yeah. Um, and then myself, like almost, you know, a half a million across, or excuse me, a million across all the different socials. I wish I had like a better answer because again, we debate this quite often too. I think it's people being ready for that commitment. Because um, when I talk to our community, let's say that's not a part of it, they are still feeding off of the free content. So it's the YouTube videos, the lives, anything really that's like that free moment out there. And I tell people that when they are ready to put the money down is like when the commitment starts in the sense that we have the programs ready for you to take it to the next level. We have the food ready for you to take it to the next level. And I think until someone really feels like that's what they need, then they are good with like the way that they are committing. I think that that kind of holds true across the board, though. Like when you invest in yourself, then that kind of change the changes the emphasis or the attention that you give any one thing. So, for instance, like I'm currently working on rehabilitating what feels like never ending plantar fasciitis. But until I started spending, you know, a great amount of money to see a physical therapist twice a week. I wasn't ready to take it as seriously as I am right now a month into that journey. And so that happens. And it's hard, though. Like, it's a, it's a frustrating place to be, for sure. It's kind of exactly like you were speaking about at the beginning of your journey with Form when you wanted better quality content, but you weren't sure if you were ready to spend on it. It's like you have to be ready to make that leap. Eggs, it, I mean, truly exactly. Like you said, it's all areas of your life. I think about my skin journey. Like I tried to do so many like twists and turns and quick fixes to get my acne away. And the moment that I actually went and saw specialists and actually had quality people telling me, this is what's going on, what you need to do, getting facials per month, which weren't cheap, but it literally cleared my skin. So I think it is that commitment is going to, is, is, commitment to yourself of like putting that money down is, is where I think girlies, once they do it, they're like, aha, this is ah, it. The girlies, aha, a previous model now at the forefront of this budding community, 20,000 strong and growing quickly. A lot of those women may look at you gorgeous and be like, this woman has it all together. What would you say your biggest struggle has been over the last few years personally while building this community? Comparison comes to mind strongly. I think there is 
a lot of people in every space, not just mine, but a lot of spaces. And I think if, I think there's been times where I ask myself, well, what are they doing that I'm not doing? Why do people like them and not me? There's definitely been those vulnerable moments while starting a company. It's a very vulnerable thing because you have financially you're leaning on this, this moment, but also it is such a self-reflection of you believing in this thing. And for me, it could be like, people don't believe in me. People don't believe in what I'm projecting. So it could be a little of the imposter syndrome coming through. I think that would be like my battle through this time of just remembering first off that there's space for all of us. And secondly, the people that are going to connect to me are going to connect to me and to stay in my own lane. Yeah. Put the blinders on is like a huge piece of advice that someone once offered me. And you're not alone in, you know, falling into that comparison trap by any means. And you know that. So when you do find yourself with your wheels spinning, feeling like you're a little bit in the mud, stuck in that spot, how have you classically been able to get out in the past? I usually start by remembering that if I'm comparing to them, they also are an influence to me. Like I, I use it as drive. I use it as they're just doing things that I also can't wait to do or that I appreciate or I respect. So then I'll practice sending them love because I don't want them to also have any, any feelings besides you're doing amazing. Uh, so I'll practice sending those like certain people that I am comparing to love. And then I'll give myself that love right back and I'll focus on visualization. I love visualization. So I'll sit with myself and visualize where I want to be, how I feel in that moment when I do get there, reconnecting to my dreams and what I actually want. Um, and then lastly, probably connecting to the community members I do have that absolutely love what I'm doing. It, it, I'm like chuckling a little bit here, thinking about how about 25 minutes ago, you spoke so candidly about wondering if you had any intuition at all. And now being so grounded in listening to what your inner voice is saying and practicing utilizing that intuition so regularly, it's really admirable. Mm, thank you so much. I think when you thought you never had one and then you find them, you just you just never want him gone now. So <laughs> I keep them really close and lean on lean on that intuition so much. Yeah, yeah. And also this practice of sending others love. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes, I, I think this is so powerful because um, say you did something wrong and you've already apologized. This is just for reference. And then you walk away, but you still feel it in your body, right? Maybe that person has already released it. They're like, great, thanks for the apology. But you still feel it. And I personally feel like we're now just holding that energy in our body and it's just stuck there. And it's interfering with like the love and joy and all the other energies that actually want to come through. So truly it is a lot. I think forgiveness is actually, it's a gift for someone else, but I think it's a greater gift for yourself. So I'll practice. Um, I have like a color in mind that is like my love color and it's yellow. And when I close my eyes, I pat, I picture myself sending this yellow light all the way to them. If they could be all the way across the world. They could be wherever they're at. And I know that that light from my heart is connecting directly to theirs. And I let that moment soak in and then I release it and let it all, all go. 
That's so powerful. I was sitting here doing that a little bit with you Ugh, just now. <laughs> I love that. I feel like I just don't allow certain unless I need to feel certain emotions, but I don't allow them to one last and I don't allow them to take up space of the good energy that's needed, right? Again, me comparing, me having jealousy, me having any of that is doing zero justice for myself or for them. And that is also exemplary of the work that you've done because it takes a really it takes a while in at least I'll say from my experience to get to a place where you truly can understand the benefit of releasing the things that don't serve you and getting to a place also where you accept the things that you cannot change. It's like, okay, mm -hmm. maybe this one situation may have made me feel some kind of way, but now after doing this work, I understand that I control what happens next. So for you, you've decided that I'm going to send maybe light or love as a response instead of sitting in these feelings that just aren't serving you. Exactly. And it's done me wonders. <laughs> Did you learn that from someone else or is that like a practice that you came up with on your own? I think I, I think I probably, to be honest, I don't have anyone in mind that like taught me that specifically. Yeah. I think over all of the work that I've done, they've connected in some way to be able to connect that and do that. The yeah. one thing someone did teach me, and then maybe I turned it into my own, was um, kind of like picturing a cord connected to like almost like an outlet connected to someone else. So someone else that you are giving power to hold your emotions, you feel this connection to them. And, and again, so say I was jealous of someone, I am now connecting a cord to them. So a way that they help me visualize is to cut the cord. So it's like you're cutting the cord and now we've released that connection and that energy of that emotion. So I think I started doing that. And then from there started the light one that I do now. I love that. I'm mm -hmm. into it. I'm into it. So again, at the front of a rapidly growing business, what would you say in this time, one of the best pieces of advice has been that someone has offered you on your entrepreneurial journey? Your superpower is you. And for me, what that means is always connecting it back to I am the only me out there. So when those negative thoughts come through, when the comparison comes through, when the decisions come through, it's like I am the superpower and this company is running because it's from me, my ideas, and what I want. I know that your partner is an entrepreneur as well. How does that bode for your household? It's an inspiring, buzzing household over here. That's for <laughs> sure. I would say you feel the energy when you come into this house. We're both in startups, so it's it's definitely high energy, and it's inspiring. We both have our teams work out of here. We both feed off of each other. We both support each other and communicate from each learnings that we're both having. And I think we both understand each other, which is kind of hard in an entrepreneur world. Um, we both really, really understand what we what we're both going through. How does that feel for you? Oh, it feels right. It feels it feels like I can do anything because I have him also doing the same thing. You just feel really understood. Understood. Really mm -hmm. beautiful. Now, being at the center of all of this programming, what do you do on the days that you aren't feeling like showing up perhaps or just going through something on the personal side of things? 
Yeah. I mean, I'll say for me, a lot of the days I have to show up and teach. So obviously having new workouts come out weekly on form. And some days, just like everyone else who is not feeling like working out or their body's just not into it, that is that is a tougher moment for me. So I think I have an incredible team that I can lean on and say, hey, I checked in with myself. I need rest. I need a moment. Can we push this, move this? So I'm really good about priorities and knowing when I need to push myself and when something can actually be stress-free and I can move it. Love that. I think that that practice is just so important in general, right? If you get to a place where you're just like, I just don't feel like I have the capacity to do X, knowing the opportunity and benefit that you have to like reach out to someone and maybe put your ego aside and be like, help. Like, what am I supposed to do? Please, just please tell me. Exactly. You know, it's funny. It is such an ego thing. Like half the time my team's like, of course we can move it. And I'm like, we can. Are you sure? (laughs) So Uh, crazy. Yeah. So crazy. Are you sure? So I think, yeah. I mean, it only does everyone justice when I listen to that, you know, because if I show up on set and I'm not clear, I'm not in it, it it can also not be a great workout. (laughs) What excites you right now, Sammy? I would say this era we're in or this energy that I'm around where people are wanting it all and the best for themselves, at least who I'm following on social or who I'm surrounding myself with, I just see people really understanding that they can have their dream life and they're doing what they can and learning how they can have it. And for me, I'm like, yeah, we can, we can have, have it all. And I, I love being surrounded by that. I uh, I recently did an episode on the show where we were talking about how energy attracts like energy. And this seems to be exactly what you're tapping into here is this concept of knowing that you know who you are, you know what you want to emit into the world. And that is this positivity and this you know, kind of motivational sphere. And so when you look around you and you look at your life, you find that then that is exactly what you see looking back at you. But you can't just expect that to be there looking back at you if you're not willing to be the person that's going to give it right out. Preach, Emily. (laughs) Preach. Exactly. It's, I love it's so that true. for you though. I love like, I mean, cause I also think that that is something that like takes a while to cultivate as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've just seen to piggyback on that too. The power of me doing the work has domino affected into the people in my life. You know, there's people in my life that I never thought would change. There's people in my life that I just thought that they they would stay the way they stayed. They, they don't want to, but they would stay that way. And the domino effect of just putting in the work yourself is so inspiring. People are watching. And also I think by energy, it's just like magically going into them as well. Like it's such a domino effect in my eyes. Have you had to walk away from individuals or situations that didn't serve you in pursuit of vibrating at this frequency? Absolutely. Yeah, definitely have. Can you talk a little bit about that? (sighs) 
Yeah. It was a really confusing time specifically when I really started seeing that I was asking for what I want and I was living it. And I wanted to continue that. And anyone that was trying to bring that down, I knew I needed to let go. I mean, let's be real. We are evolving humans. And I think I had this vision in my eye that we are supposed to stay with the same friends, same people from kindergarten all the way to we're 80. And by all means, some people do it. And I'm like, I, that looks so fun. Like you guys have the best memories. <laughs> For me, I'm like so evolving. Even in my relationship, we're having to have strong communication because we're just so evolving that I did have to let friendships go and people go that were just not on either side serving each other anymore. And again, yeah. I would call it confusing because you felt like you were doing something wrong, but it felt right. So it's emotional because you're losing a piece of you that you've invested in, you have memories with, but you also knew it was right for the both of you to let that time go. When you're losing that quote unquote piece of you though, in this process, what do you gain? More people that are actually on that wavelength and that are going to teach you more things than you've ever even known. Like I want to be in a room and surrounded by people that I am inspired by learning by elevating and evolving me. And that's what it gave space for those people to enter. Friend breakups are hard, right? Like it's hard. It's emotional. Like you said, you have like all of these deep rooted memories, but knowing who you want to be is truly the most beautiful thing that you can do for yourself. Yes. Yes. And even too, it's doing them justice because I felt like I was also bringing that person down because I had things I wanted them to be at and they could feel it. So it was also not doing them any justice mm -hmm. and any like love and feel good. So it, it actually is so good for them too to let them go on their own journey and they don't need to try and be with mine right now because it's not the time. Yeah. Oh my God. That whole concept of like, you cannot want better for someone than they want for themselves and knowing that it's not your obligation to help them get there. No, no. And let me tell you the amount of friends that have actually come back into my life because they took the time they needed to figure it out on their own, but they knew that I was there and I was holding space for them when they were ready. It's, it's, it's so good for the both of you. So good. So mm -hmm. good. Okay. Right now someone comes to your Instagram page. They see this creator of form, a, uh, really just beautiful person inside and out. When you look in the mirror, Sammy, what is it you see looking back at you? Oh, <laughs> I see, I see honestly a lot of love. I see a really proud little Sammy. I, I just see her looking back at me like, you're doing great. You got this. Just so much support and love and alignment. Beautiful. Right now, you have an opportunity as you are to offer yourself a piece of advice back at the beginning of starting form. You're at this crossroads. You're getting out of modeling. Knowing what you know now, what advice would you offer her in that hurdle moment? Start asking the questions 
and understanding what it is you want. Start asking the questions and understand what it is that you want. Sammy Clark, I'm so happy that we were able to do this. Before I let you go, is there anything else that we should be looking forward to from Form in the coming weeks, months? Give us the info. Oh, this was amazing, Emily. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, a lot of new programs coming out. We have a lot of new girlies at the start of the new year. So we have, you know, beginner programs for anyone who's never done Pilates, needs an intro to movement. And then we also have just so many incredible programs that support all levels. And then this is a little teaser, but we do have something in nutrition coming out shortly to just allow everyone to have that success in the kitchen as well. Love it. And for the hurdlers who don't yet follow you, how do they keep up with you? Give us the details. Yes, you can follow myself at Sammy Clark on YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. And then form, you can follow us on Instagram at joinform. Website is joinform.co. Amazing. I'm over at Emily Abadi and at Hurdle Podcast. Another hurdle conquered. Catch you guys next time. <laughs>